Hi, it's another episode of Tarito Party, where we, Bill Mudrin and I fill our pop culture holes with various media we missed the first time around. This week we're filling them, to the, we're spackling our buttholes. People you already, don't no, like it when I call it spackle. You already made that joke. Um, it, it made somebody stop listening to the episode. Yeah, who was that? That was Which Annie. doesn't even matter now. That was the co-host of your Boy Howdy <laughs> podcast. Uh, this week we cordon off our buttholes and fill them with criminals. <laughs> As no. legislated by the United States government in the year 1988. <laughs> I love... It's great watching a post-apocalyptic movie about the future. About a future that took place 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah this is pretty awesome. So this week we were talking about... Escape from New York, which I had never seen before. You had... When had you seen this before? I saw it like twice back... Like like on video back in oh, high okay. school. Or, you know, it was also on HBO. So, so I catch bits and pieces of it, but... This, yeah. You weren't at the age that this would have been influential to you. I have never been the world's biggest John Carpenter fan. Uh, I, I grew true. up with like Halloween and I loved Halloween three season of the witch, mm. but John Carpenter, like he, like one of the problems with John Carpenter with me as a kid, for some reason, cause I was such a soundtrack nerd. He writes his own soundtracks. Yeah. They're always like, Pew! it's very synthy. Yeah. It's all very, and actually the very beginning of this movie sounds totally like law and order. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's straight up. 80s keyboard so soundtrack. it's it's and you know so i i i i did love big trouble in little china that was great though yeah. even though that movie also that has movie. a terrible soundtrack yeah. big trouble i like that i really liked that movie and then i saw it on the big screen uh-huh. and i was like this good movie yeah, there's a lot of little subtle jokes that don't really play when you watch it on a tv but yeah. on the big screen it's hilarious it's well i mean i mean i guess this movie's supposed to be apocalyptic it's supposed to be more dour but this seems to be like Big Trouble in Little China is like his second swing at making a fun Kurt Russell movie. Yeah, and whereas Escape from New York is not bad. Well, it's not, in, it's in not Big nearly Trouble, fun to watch. Jack Burton is kind of a he's kind of a more a, he's Indiana a Jones where he he screw he's like a badass, but he screws up everything he tries to do. Whereas Snake Plissken on the other Snake Plissken is supposed, supposed to be badass and competent. Yeah, even, though never... he, even though he is incredibly incompetent at what he does. Yeah, whereas, yeah, so by the time of uh, Big Trouble in Little China, they got to own the fact that, like, Kurt Russell's kind of yeah. an affable dipshit, but yeah. yeah. So we get, like, a title um, card that's like, 1988, crime has gone up 400%. Uh, did you know that this, uh, the, the title card is read by, uh, what's her face? Yes, she has a Jamie penis. Lee Curtis. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Well, that's what everyone—that's that's what everybody thinks. She got a penis. If you hear someone just grumble at us in the background, it's because Daniel's wife Kelsey is here with us too. So <laughs> I'm just saying, well, if I see something telling you, just go, oh, yeah, well, no, well, she's uncredited apparently. Uh, uncredited, but she was the star of John Carpenter's first movie, Halloween. So yeah. there's a little bit of a connection there. So, yeah. but yeah, it's the explanation that in 1988, United States government. Uh, cordoned off all of manhattan and turned into a giant fucking jail yeah i i always like like when when movies like this i think that the world is dumb enough to just like make one prison and house everybody in there and That's nothing the, can possibly did go they ever wrong say, like is this the soul is this like all the yeah, all I, the criminals in the united I, states just i end recall up in... them saying there's one prison oh, okay and everybody goes there. This is a big like fucking that. prison, yeah. all of Manhattan. And yeah. so the movie starts in. It's nine years later. It's 1997, which is one year after uh, Demolition Man begins. Oh, really? So this could exist in the same universe, maybe. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, Demolition it Man. So we've both seen Demolition yeah. Man. Okay, I'm gonna say because unfortunately, be, that'd make a great follow up to this. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Escape from New York. That's is what is what must happen because. Yeah. So I should say I've always been interested in this movie because it's, yeah, this is it's your pick. Where, this is your thing. It's, yeah, it's where 
I mean, it's pretty much obviously where uh, Hideo Kojima got his influencer Snake from and stuff. That's the thing, because I haven't seen this movie since playing the Metal Gear games back in the day. Yeah. And, well, not back in the day, but, like, I saw this movie for the first time, like, like 20 years yeah. ago. But, um, yeah, well, the Snake, I mean, it's obvious because, like, the hero of the Metal Gear games is named Snake, and yeah. he's got an eye patch. But just, like, the, which is funny, because this movie's not trying to take itself too seriously. And, of course, Hideo Kojima would be a, a dipshit enough to, like, look at that and go... That is legitimately badass. I need to make yeah. my action character just like this guy. Well, I feel like, like this you're not movie supposed is, to take this seriously. This movie is the kind of thing that like an H- eight year old would see on HBO and be like, "This is amazing." Yeah, it's not something like a twenty seven year old would see on HBO and be like, "Yeah." Well, that's what shows like how infantile. Hideo like that's Kojima why I asked is. you how old you were when you saw it because I feel like if you saw it at a certain age, it's very influential. But otherwise, yeah. somehow like, I missed Meh. this. You know what? I realized the other day I have not seen all of the Evil Dead too. Yeah. If you, have you seen all of Evil Dead 1? Yeah, I then saw you've that. you've basically seen 2. It's well, just, that's two's the just thing, because I've heard that it's essentially a remake of the first one, and I like I saw that because I think it was like, like I saw ran it on home video in like 1988, and I was like, what the? This is. Lady gets banged by a tree, but that's all I remember about that. Yeah. Yeah, 2 is basically the goofier version of 1. Have you seen Escape from uh, LA? Why would I have seen Escape from LA if I haven't seen Escape from LA? <laughs> you New never York? know, shit happens. Which was funny, because I think that actually came out in 99. Like, yeah. around the same time this movie was supposed to be taking place, because that was late 90s when that yeah. came out. But, but like, uh, we see, like, the city's all dark, because I I, I think there's no power. But I they, guess so, there's, yeah. Later on, there's no lights, street no lights. There's street lights on and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. But yeah, they do a bunch but, of... Use, they, they, they use a bunch of great matte paintings and models yeah. and stuff to establish all the New York stuff. But they show, like... Two dudes trying to escape the island on a raft. Yeah. And a helicopter spots him and is like, you got 10 seconds to turn around. And then they blow them up with rockets. Yeah. Two dudes on a raft. Which, again, that kind of sets the tone for the movie where it's kind of grim dark, but it's still kind of ridiculous. Have you seen The Running Man? Yeah. It's that kind of yeah, thing where it's post-apocalyptic, but kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um... um but again, I also I haven't seen this in a week, so I dimly it's it's uh, yeah you you just saw yeah. this this morning, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> like um, where we get a glimpse of Snake Plissken in some sweet like zebra print pants, pretty much fucking perfect mid eighties <laughs> like, like yeah not even mid eighties like nineteen eighty one yes a, a beat up brown leather jacket and yeah. an eye patch just being led through the prison look at all I'm gruff and he's got the mullet kind of haircut and everything yeah yeah like. uh... He's being led through the thing, and while that's I can't happening, remember. what? Yeah. What can you I'm trying remember? Trying to remember how the plot even actually starts. Oh. Well, don't worry about it. I've got a because a helicopter comes. Yeah. To... Well, okay. So, so shut up. Uh, so <laughs> welcome to our podcast. <laughs> welcome to my that's... Shut up. <laughs> well, this is yeah. Shh. I do this to him all the time. It's the theme. Yeah. Um, if you can believe it, I'm the annoying one in this situation <laughs> compared to Daniel. So, yeah. Uh, no, like there's they get like. Uh, oh, they're Air trying Force... to contact the plane and being like, we're not That's getting a response. Air Force then, One is yeah, flying through the sky. Then it turns yeah. out it's Air Force One and some lady's like, we've killed that. We're going to kill everybody. You remember that our organization, the blah, 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 did it. Yeah, the most, ra- like, yeah, it's, they're just like super leftist, like, yeah, something, <laughs> yeah, something. And they yeah. show, they show a guy gently shoving his, <laughs> bun of his, butt of his gun against the door <laughs> to kind of sort of knock it. Oh, man. And then he gives up and walks away. Like, he wasn't trying very hard to get in that cockpit. And he's like, well, she sealed it. And she's got, like, the pilots around her dead with their throats slit and stuff. Yeah, I dimly remember this. All I remember is the New York parts, like, the whole setup. Except for that the president is played by Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Who was, uh... 
uh, the doctor, who, the, the the psychiatrist, Loomis, who mm-hmm. was taking care of Michael Myers in the first two Halloween movies, yeah. which is funny because he's an old British guy, but he's the president of the United States in this movie. Yeah, and he doesn't feel like a president. No, he's not. He's just like, he's <laughs> not even, he's an English actor, and he's but he doesn't even have like a Shakespearean, like, or kind of commanding... Well, that's not what he's, it's always, like, he's, he's kind of like a little sad mole man. He's a little yeah. hobbit of a man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, we get some of my favorite, like, future stuff from this the 80s where they're like look at a computer and it's all the green like text yeah, and stuff exactly, and it's yeah. like it's the future black screens with green text and green like line art like yeah. you know like footage of like you know this computer scan footage of the new york city mm-hmm. skyline and shit like so that they're yeah. like hey president we can't get in the cockpit to not crash uh let's get you to the pod which is something that supposedly actually exists mm. like air force one has like essentially it's a sh- like like you know like the the the, the, sh- the the pod that uh this the astronauts landed in yeah. you know when they splashed down in the ocean that's essentially what the president yeah. has so like if something happens to the plane he says adios motherfuckers this yeah. is escape pod yeah, yeah. which they should have used a little bit before they yeah. uh, crashed into <laughs> the city yeah but uh it's a big red pod and the president gets in it and you think they would have put enough space for at least one Secret Service member? Or something like that. Or a uh, gun? Or, or a gun. Does the plane, does Air Force One, um, this is already getting hazy again to me, does it not crash into the Twin Towers? Not the Twin Towers. Or no. just one of the buildings. Like Just a but, building. But still, there's a moment where we're seeing this airplane crash into a building in the middle of New York yeah. City. Yeah, it's um, a little... Hmm. So they, they equip the president with a big honking badass bracelet that's like supposed to track his like heart rate and everything so they yeah. can find him. Uh, it is huge. Uh, to be fair, this is nineteen ninety seven. This is when everyone had pagers. You know, yeah. they didn't have cell phones. Yeah. So we like see the plane like flying through the sky towards the city, and it's getting closer and closer to and this then, model of New York. Yeah, to a model of New York, and then they cut to like the computer screen and show like this terrible graphic of a plane hitting a building and this and just exploding everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like they obviously didn't have a budget to like throw a model into a building yeah. so they had to use the computer screen to do yeah, it. Yeah, so essentially it's like stop motion animation practically, yeah. Uh, so then uh, the security that's all around the uh, the island goes in to look for the president. They all jump off of the helicopters and go running in. And like the guy that is running the security uh, he, everybody guy? around him is the the bald guy. This movie has a fucking amazing cast. Um, I forgot. It's been long enough since I've seen this that, like, I now recognize all the people in this movie from other stuff. Mm. And watching the opening credits, I was like, holy shit, it's that that guy, that guy, yeah, that guy. I did so that you're a talking about times. the older guy with kind of the sniv- snidely whiplash yeah, mustache? Yeah. Uh, Lee Van Cleef. He, yeah, he Lee was Van the Cleef. ugly and the good and bad and the ugly. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, also, like, an American Ninja, one of the mi- episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000, I think. All right. Yeah, I'm just throwing. Uh, Leave it, Cleef. He's he's a yeah. Good no, guy. I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. He shoot you with his gun. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's the head of the. Uh, yeah. No, they all go in and like all the SWAT team around him is like wearing all this armor and stuff. He's just kind of in a button up shirt yeah, and pants. Are. I'm like, why isn't he wearing any body armor? Is he impenetrable to bo- bullets? But then, uh, Steve Buscemi's illegitimate child comes up, <laughs> and is like. Hey, you got ten seconds to turn around and fly away, or else he's dead. And Where hands the f- them hands them a, a a severed finger with a president. Yeah, troll, the presidential seal, the seal on the ring. Yeah, with the ring on the finger. That whoever they found that, the casting director who found that guy, deserves a fucking. 
bonus because that guy looks like a fucking maniac. What a dumb character. Like, like, how much hairspray did that guy go through in this? This five foot tall guy with the biggest bug eyes. He looks like the bad guy from a Nintendo game, like an 8 bit <laughs> Nintendo game from like 1988. With a big hair, he almost looks like a Mad Max character. Well, no, he looks like they were trying to rip off a Mad Max character. Yeah, that's which kind of I think that's kind of, like. you can tell this movie's kind of inspired by that. Yeah. Actually, you know what? 1982 would have been a great double feature of this and like the Road Warrior. Would yeah, but he is fun. acting his heart out. Being like, yeah, because he's you all got like, ten <laughs> Ten. But he it's great because his character totally lends like he's the first representative character if you see how life is like inside this place and he's a nutball and that's yeah. kinda everyone in this place is a nut job. So they all peace out and go away and fly back and then like try to convince like they sit Snake Pliskin down and are like, Alright, well we're gonna send you in there anyway. So they've already brought Snake to Pliskin to was it Ellis Island where they're like yeah. staging all this stuff to rescue the president? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Because well, yeah. he was gonna get locked up for I don't know if they ever said. I but like robbing a bank or something, something like. That. I think it does get mentioned, but yeah. Yeah, but um, they're like, all right, Pliskin, we're gonna send you, and he's like, call me Snake, <laughs> and like his character has been parodied and used so much to make quote unquote badasses and other stuff yeah, that it's it hard to take him it's, down. Uh, yeah, it's hard to take Snake Pliskin seriously as a badass because he's so yeah, yeah. well he's snake like he says that a couple times yeah. like, oh, which is funny because he kind of predates rambo and a lot of other 80s heroes that were kind of like ripping this off a little bit too yeah and uh it was funny i was looking up uh, part of the trivia of this movie is that they wanted to get the studio wanted to get charles bronson or tommy lee jones to play snake <laughs> <laughs> which is funny to us because we're thinking we're older now 1981 era version of those actors could have pulled Br- it off call me snake yeah it's actually <laughs> Fucking Charles but, Bronson. Exactly. Where's yeah. the president? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Makes me wish of, or not wish, makes me think of that uh, clip in the the Simpsons from the critic uh, crossover episode where Death Wish 5 or 27 or something. He's like, hey, I wish it was dead. And that's just the entirety <laughs> of the clip. Oh, man. Uh, you do pretty good annoyed, uh, like the New York guy from the, yeah. Uh, um, well, so anyway, so the the only reason, uh, Cole Carpenter liked Kurt Russell. Mm. And Kurt Russell was only known for being a child actor in Disney movies. He was like in the computer that wore tennis yeah. shoes and stuff. So he was looking to shake his kitty disney image and so mm. he was jones and really hard to get this role and he did and they really set the course of his career from then on he was like john carpenter movies other movies he actually yeah. became an action star as a result of this yeah. so at least something came out of such a ridiculously stupid character it's hard to ignore those luscious locks he has yeah lots of oh man so well conditioned and like, <laughs> oh it's perfect 80s feathered hair yeah. and yeah not quite as bad as like late it's not like he's in a hair metal band but it's still pretty good like late 70s early 80s poof mm-hmm. yeah it's very nice so they're like he finally agrees because he was being badass and be like i'm thinking about it he's like well think quick answer now he's like eh. <laughs> he's just trying to be a badass <laughs> but uh they finally convince him and they're like you're gonna land the glider on the world trade center oh yeah um, i do because like they're not gonna fly him in or drop him out you think they would just fly over and have him jump out in a parachute but no they put him on a powerless glider yeah it's essentially, yeah, to, to glide into the roof, onto the rooftop of one of the World Trade Center buildings and then walk down and then yeah. have to go find the president. So, like, here, you're going to take this this homing beacon thing that'll find the president's bracelet. And I'm like, why do they think he'd still be wearing the bracelet in the middle of this prison? Yeah, they already chopped he probably his got attacked, yeah. yeah. Why, why would he still have that? Which does become a story point later. Yeah. But And then they sit down Snake Plissken and we're like, hey, we're going to do something. He's like, what? Yeah. And then they, they inject him in the neck on both sides with there's, something. There's a lot less gun injections 
in modern day than I was promised in movies. I know, yeah, especially movies that are supposed to take place in the near future would be yeah. now, and all those movies, like, fucking Total Recall and stuff. Everyone always the hero for whatever reason or another, or getting injected yeah, with something like Star Trek, all that yeah! stuff. It's always like something with a trigger, and it's it's we're still just using freaking needles for the most yeah, part. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah. yeah, where's my gun injections? So Snake gets injected in the neck. He gets is it what is it? Is it a tiny bomb they've injected yeah, into his well, neck? Well, tiny like or something old, like some kind of tiny chip. It's nano a pill that will dissolve in like twenty two hours, and so he has yeah. exactly. They can keep the pill from dissolving and exploding in his blood if they get back. If yeah, the, oh, well, they, they, can extra, they can scan it with like an X ray device yeah. to neutralize. The they were basically like, "Hey, we know you were probably just gonna take that plane and turn it around to land and escape, <laughs> yeah. but you can't do that now. Got to save the president. Got to get back here. Those your arteries are gonna explode in your neck. Yeah, and he specifically not only has to come back, but he has to come back with the president. Otherwise, this is his little mission is just turned into an uh, uh, an accidental death sentence. Yeah. You know? So we get like he gets a bracelet with a time clock down on it which is uh at some point that you see another clock on it and it's ticking down on it at the same time and it's called the master life clock <laughs> which i like that that name of that a little yeah, bit the prop designer had a good time uh, putting that little thing together yeah and we got like they didn't want to like have a scene like a, a remote control glider so we get more like wireframe green computer screens yeah like first person shots of the glider which I don't think it's how gliders work because it's low and then it'll like swoop up straight in I the guess air. I guess there's like an air stuff. Yeah, because like he just ba- like because, yeah, but he's, he's only... like he's like maybe twenty like fifteen stories above, and then all of a sudden he's at the top of the World Trade Which Center. I, I, I thought he was gliders he, don't work like that. I thought he was just gonna land on top of any random building, but yeah, suddenly he suddenly lifts up, and he's also got these heavy heavy cameras, presumably on either like the wingtips of his yeah. thing because. So, like, the people, yeah, the people back at the base can see the footage yeah. of where exactly he's flying and uh, stuff. Well, yeah, they're like, yeah. you land on top of the World Trade Center because there's an elevator that'll take you down because it still works for whatever Which reason. I guess the World Trade Center would be the safest point because if you fly any lower, you're just risking getting shot down by the criminals. But, yeah. yeah. Even though that nobody has guns. Do they? No, they have crossbows that they've fashioned, but nobody has <laughs> Even guns. Even the black guy's gang at the end? Yep, no, no guns. Oh, man, okay. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Do, do, Not Oscar Isaac. <laughs> He was just a baby. It's a baby. I don't think he was even born Isaac yet. Isaac Hayes, that's what Isaac I'm thinking Hayes, of. Yes, yeah, no, we'll talk no, about that No, he takes but... Puskin's gun. Okay, he takes his Mac-10, but he doesn't. Okay. Um, no, yeah. Why wasn't he? Why wouldn't he flow lower, lower than that? Okay, yeah. Did you just like say movie... that is a good point to your own point? No, but I'm just saying like he should have flown. And why? Why have to like? Because he's like presumably he's gonna have to like drag. Well, no, I think the president it... up like 350 flights yeah, of stairs. Yeah, I think it's so they on... could. I think it's so they could push the glider off the edge of the building and just glide. Oh, that's because you can't point, do that too. lower. Yeah. Even though with the way this Toosh. glider work, they could do that too. Yeah, exactly. I know. Toosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> too much glider talk. Is killing the podcast. Yeah, so then he's walking around with his Mac-10, which is, it, it looks a lot like an Uzi, yeah. but he's got this silencer on it that's bigger than the fucking gun yeah. with a scope attached to the silencer. No, it's the I don't know much man, about, I don't star. know a lot about guns, but I know that is not how guns work. Well, also because you don't the, attach a giant, it still makes and it's a rifle sounds. scope. It's yeah. a rifle scope. They put it on top of you're a not gonna, You're Mac not going to shoot the wings off a fly from the end of, like, from 20 blocks away with, yeah, with an and his, Uzi, his pistols with a have, Mac-10. his pistols have scopes on them, too. Nobody uses the scopes. They just all, like, fire from the hips yeah. on top. It just made the guns look the guns cooler and bigger, you know? Like I said, uh, it's totally like the same thinking that goes into making a video game action star these days, yeah. So then we get, like, 50 minutes of him just wandering around aimlessly, looking for the president on yeah. his, his tracker, 
and he goes into a theater uh, where the president's just trying to whack it, watching a porno in there. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to because again, I, I you're trying to remember week, the I'm movie because like, I remember he goes into the theater. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of like, it's a vaudeville thing. Yeah, it's a live show going yeah. on. That's what I'm trying to remember. I was like. Was it because did Donald Pleasant get caught with his dick in his hands? <laughs> you trying to Which remember I don't want to that see that. I, you think that would no, I that would... didn't actually happen. Yeah, I was just making adult theater jokes, Bill. <laughs> um, I'm also trying to keep no, grossing Kelsey out. Too. So, so this is where we're we're introduced to. <laughs> this is your husband. We're introduced to Ed Asner, who's in this movie that I didn't know realize. It's Ernest Borgnine. They are interchangeable. Oh, Ernest Borgnine. They are yeah. the same man. Which, which, one's, you, which one's Ed Asner? Ed Asner is up. Yeah, I'm trying to remember Ernest his Borgnine face, Ernest is Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was on the raft. Yeah, no, I know who we... How dare but you? But they're the same... Like, even if you look at pictures, they're the same guy. Yeah. I think even Hollywood, like, they could just confuse the two. Like, you'd, like even for the same yeah, Hollywood Ed, roles, they Ed, would show up on off days for the same role. Uh, the one in this movie is the one that's... <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Borgnine is the one that somebody was, like, on a talk show, like, uh, L.A. Morning or something. They're like, how do you stay so young? And he's like, ha, ha, Leans over to somebody's like, I masturbate a lot. <laughs> fucking love Bork and I. Oh, Even God. if I don't get his name right. Yeah, close enough. But he's sitting there watching being like, ah, he's super ah, happy. He's yeah. the happiest guy yeah. in all of New York. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but then you see Snake walk by and he's like, hey, I know you. You're Snake Plissken. Which begins the whole theme of everybody knowing who Snake Plissken is, even yeah. though they don't explain why. Which presumably, I guess maybe everyone knew Snake Snake Plissken because I guess before they all got chucked in jail like nine years ago or something like that. But yeah, it's just funny that everyone, yeah, I was yeah. Snake Plissken, such a low life that he's known to everybody. Well, no, they do go through like you were decorated by when doing this. You yeah, were really you did awesome that, at that. You did this and job this and, and stuff. And stuff. Like that, yeah. Um, but uh, Snake follows the signal down some stairs and. And Borgnine's like, hey, Snake, you don't want to go down there. And he goes down there, and like, there's some badish stuff happening down there, but nothing that... Isn't it just, like, that, junkies and shit? It's, yeah, it's kind of not it's good, not, but it's... it's but it's not Snakes, anything he's that... He's got the only gun all of New York. He can take yeah, care of himself. Yeah, yeah, it's not so bad that he should have been like, Plissken. don't go down there. Maybe I was expecting some chuds or something. I think... I think Is it just a character named Cabby, right? Yeah. the dude's a cabby. No, no, it's... it's what's it? It's, uh... I think he has a name, but everybody calls him Cabby. Yeah, Cabby. Maybe he's like Snake Plissken, your eye. You don't, you're low depth perception. You don't want to walk down dark stairs. <laughs> he's just a really yeah. slow safety conscious. You yeah, never know. Could yeah. be. But um, Ed Asner is from Upright. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just can't remember his actual face. Um, he looks, he's got square face like Ed Asner and Up. They look uh, exactly uh, or- the, You know what? Ernest Bordine sometimes wears glasses. That's the only difference. Uh, Borgnine was in a great Mystery Science Zero 3000 episode, uh, oh, yeah. Merlin's Magical Shop of Wonders or Which something like not that. That yet. one's awesome. <laughs> that one's great. You recommended that when I was doing the episode for Mystery Science. That like, wasn't me because I didn't recommend you do anything for that episode. <laughs> um, Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> that was a great episode. One of our best. But Snake walks up Cheers. and like comes across somebody getting punched in the face with the president's bracelets on and he kicks the guy in the back who just i guess that knocks him unconscious because so, yeah. he just vanished 80s movie the yeah whatever and then uh you don't know him but you know him every bum in every movie turns around and is like hey i'm not the president but i'm the president like this guy is is a bum in everything his name is george buck flowers you don't know him but you know him bill 
He was the bum that Marty wakes up in the end of Back to the Future. Oh, he's red. Yeah, he's a bum in was everything. Was that his sole fucking job in Hollywood? He's got like 192 movie credits. Oh my god. The yeah. guy has worked. He was in Starman. Have you seen Starman? No. Also, John Carpenter. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He was in They Live. Oh, he. Uh, he's a, yeah. John Carpenter favorite. Yeah. Oh man, you're not kidding. He got about a face. This. Like I said, you don't know him, but oh, you know my him. God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just looking at. He's in Wes Craven's The Wishmaster. He lived free and die hard was his last credit before he died. Mm. He was on Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. He really mostly he was on the Adventures of Briscoe County Junior. Almost always playing a homeless man. How the hell? <laughs> how the is your life fucked up that much that you just get become Hollywood's default homeless guy? I don't think he was. I don't think his life was fucked up. He just had that face. You think he and just, was and had? Do you teeth think he was homeless and, and he just kind of showed up and he was like, "I'll work for free. <laughs> just give me a credit." I don't think so. Yeah, I have my DGA card or uh, SGA so that card. We get like fifty more minutes of Snake just walking around. There's a lot of wandering around. This like movie. he's just walking around, kind of pointing his gun at nothing and then turning slowly and point he's gun at nothing yeah well he's trying to make his way to where he does radio he... he does radio back to the base and be like hey the president's bracelet wasn't on the president <laughs> so uh, he's uh, like get me out of here and they're not like the you find the president Blah. Blah. so then uh he comes across some guy that's running around knocking on the tops of sewer lids and he's like what is that and kind of follows him which why bother? Who cares? Uh, somebody might know something. And then, like, weirdos start coming out of the sewers and running around, and he goes into a uh, restaurant called Chocked Full O Nuts is the name of the restaurant he runs I into. Bl- I think I was taking notes, and so I missed out on everything after he leaves the theater to when he gets Chocked Full of Nuts, and all I remember about Chocked Full of Nuts is the girl that he meets in there is kind of cute. Is she? I... The one I remembered! She's got a big, like... Poofy mullet. Okay, I'm gonna look up chock full of nuts, girl. Oh no, this could go terribly wrong. Let's see. This could, no, this is gonna be the worst Google image search ever. Uh, she's like, "You a cop?" And he's like, turns around because she surprises him. You probably shouldn't like surprise somebody who's holding a gun. Seriously, yeah. Especially when he's got only one eye. Oh no, she does a weird mullet and stuff. Okay. <laughs> Surprisingly, nothing that terrible shows up on Google image search. Oh, that's good. Oh god, pictures Andrea and Barbo. It's actually mostly mostly escape from New York pictures. Okay. Yeah. So, uh I think she was married to I can't remember which is which. I think she was married to Kurt Russell at the time. That's how oh, she okay. wanted to be. Whatever that, that actress is. Okay, that was anyway. going to that's a, some legitimate info. I was going to be like, why do we have like random info about the chock full of nets lady? <laughs> Well, also, I think Adrian Barbeau was married to John Carpenter at the time. So that's why she's in this movie. There are a weird number of females in this movie. Just because, like, there's, like, two. What's up, Gamergate? No, there's, like, two. This is actually for a movie of this vintage. It was actually, And yeah. it's, like, all of New York, but we only see, like, two or three females at the most. Yeah. Is it an all-dude prison, or is it mixed? I don't know. That's a good question. I actually didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because the only two women are in there just because like the, the, the main star and the director wanted their wives in the movie. But yeah, um, and like she's like, "What are you, are you a cop? What are you doing here?" He's like, "I'm here for the president." It's like, why would you tell some random chick in a chock full of nuts? Well, if you're looking that for, you're looking for the president, you don't I mean, know if she's like with the people that kidnapped him or anything. Well, if you have a gun, you can threaten to blow their brains out if they don't I help. Yeah, although that's the snake's not and that he, kind of guy, but no he, one else. And knows she's that. like, "Why are you doing it?" He's like, "It's gonna get me out of here." And she's like, "Take me with you." And then all of a sudden she gets pulled through the floor, like hands start popping up and be like, Bruh. Yeah. 
so long, lady. And then I like, uh, Snake starts running from all these crazies, I guess. And he like pushes uh, a very light uh, uh, shelf in front of a window that he just went through. That's not going to stop anybody. Oh, yeah, but like somebody just trying to slow him down. Somebody it's like a like, zombie movie. At somebody this point. like sticks their hands through and is like, Rah! and then he's like, <laughs> boom, and shoots it, and the hand just explodes everywhere. Like that's not how bullets work. I know, but it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, this. Yeah, one like this is how the, the pyrotechnics in eighties movies works. Yeah. So yeah, then he great. loves he, squibs. He uses a Mac ten to shoot his Mac ten to shoot through a wall and bust through uh-huh. it. Bugs but the wall, style. the wall is only like maybe one fourth of an inch thick it's like if you got a notebook wet <laughs> yeah. and let it harden that's what that yeah. wall is you could have probably just w- jumped through the wall yeah yeah it's ply it's not even plywood it's like fucking yeah it's like paper mache but yeah, yeah. so he's, it's, it's, yeah, he's running you know. away from all these crazy people which you think he could just turn around and shoot into them and they would all be like ah, and and run away. Bullets. Like, but i guess not enough bullets to keep him from using the bullet using the gun as a fucking yeah tunnel digging device through walls but yeah. <laughs> yeah don't um, shoot at the people pursuing you just shoot walls. Shoot the walls yeah but uh this super important radio he's been carrying it with him that lets him talk to the people back at the base that sent him he drops it while hunt- climbing over a fence and it shatters like like, like crystal glass yeah. and it's like oh that's some good high quality uh, it's 1997 like i said technology there. wasn't so great then you didn't have all these you know robust you didn't have gorilla glasses all i'm saying yeah so then uh Cabby shows up and is like, hey, what you doing in this neighborhood? Jump in. And he's got an armored ca- uh, cab, which is fucking great. Yeah, that he's been using. He's been a cabbie for 30 years here. I do love he's got the old-fashioned, like, fucking 1950s cab, and he's got the ca- yellow cabbie hat and everything. Yeah, and he's yeah. blasting music on his on, Yeah, on his the, the sweet music. He's essentially a character out of Fallout. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got the Fallout soundtrack playing in his, uh, in his car, and yeah. So he's all he's all super happy and like Borgnine is putting like all his all into this role. It's like he's getting his dick sucked while he's like playing like uh, it's yeah it's. <laughs> Thanks for finishing that. Joke. He the hoy, it's, I just, <laughs> it's, it's what, no he just masturbates a lot. That's why he's so happy. There might be a midget installed into like you know. no. Um, <laughs> So so Snake puts the gun as against his... As soon as his... he sits down, that's he doesn't even hit the gas pedal. It's just a dwarf. Uh, Snake puts... Dick a, a, shut up! Uh, <laughs> Snake puts the gun against his face and is like, Where, where's the president? And he's like, you don't need to put a gun on me. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you without, you. Yeah. without, without uh, any violence at all. The Duke's got him. The Duke! Oh, okay, the Duke is the main bad guy. Because yeah. my notes don't pick up again until I mention the president's wig. Do you like... <laughs> just go into mild comas you've no. got like half an hour 45 minutes of the, every movie you watch where you're like i don't know what happened i for think this what happens scene. is i start taking notes and then i start checking the internet and then i start checking to see what's on youtube do you type like a 70 year old grandma where you're just one finger and then two There's finger doot, doot, doot. i learned how to type while working data entry while holding one piece of paper and typing with one hand with the other so i mm. do do the hunt peck like I love poop, you know. Yeah, so. <laughs> that was, is that, was it, why, what kind of data entry were you doing? Well, well, you were like, transcripts of court stuff about how coprophiliacs sometimes <laughs> got busted by the cops. Fantastic. Oh, man. Uh, so, Cabby drives him uh, to see Brain, yeah. who's going to take him to the Duke, because he knows where the Duke is. Brain, played by Harry Dean Stanton, mm-hmm. who was uh, one of the mechanics in Alien. He was... Have you seen Rebo Man? No. 
He's one of the hit guys in Repo. It's Harry Dean Stanton. He showed up yeah. in the fucking last Avengers movie of all things. Harry he's Dean still Stanton. alive. He's, still he's got on. that hangdog still face. He's, he's just, yeah. Great character actor. And like, as they're, as they're walking to the library where Brain is held up, he's like, I hate leaving my car alone at night. It's like, you could have just parked it on the, like, on the sidewalk in front of the... You didn't have to, like, follow the laws of the road. Yeah, he could have, like, found, a, like, a wheelchair access ramp and just driven up that. He, yeah, he just, like, drove just, it into yeah, the library. Yeah, he could have driven it in Which is there. funny, because I was, like, watching this, I was like, oh, that's Grand Central Library. That's, like, that's where Ghostbuster starts. Of course you yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. Uh... So yeah, Brain's hanging out with Adrian Barbeau, though, right? They're hang- he's hanging out with uh, '80s hair, the human being. <laughs> yeah, this lady, she's she's got the most '80s she's hair. She's got the most permed hair and like titty dress. Yeah, she yeah she's constantly just letting yeah, them hang out. Is Adrian Barbeau? Do you know her as like like being like a, like a, like a model or anything like that? Who is she? Because I've always heard people talk about her in the past. She does a lot of voice acting. Really? Yeah, she was Catwoman in the 1990s uh, Batman cartoon. Huh. Because I always knew she was a sex symbol, but I don't know. And How I've... do you know who was Catwoman in the 1990s Batman <laughs> <laughs> See, that's my point. Yeah. Fuck but you, she, man. <laughs> to, to me, she's easy to get mixed up with, like, the lady that's in all of, like, uh, um, what's his name? The Titanic guy. All of his movies. James Cameron. Yeah. Uh, Vasquez. Oh, they're both very they're kind of like brown, sharp-faced, kind of severe-looking face. Big hairs. Ladies. I could totally actually, in retrospect, I didn't know. I've always heard people talk about Adrian Barbeau as being this huge sex symbol. I had never recognized who she was until seeing this movie. I like, I could put a face to that name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I thought she was like a model. I guess she really is actually more of an actress. And I guess you said yeah, she's a voice actor now more than anything else. But. Yeah. Um, Hmm, yeah, no, yeah, she was Catwoman. Oh, she's on Babylon 5? Here comes the point where, uh, in the she show, where the weird Bill science. just reads IMDb for 50 minutes. She was on the Weird Science TV The show. Weird yeah. Science. Oh, it's Wikipedia. Yeah. She's on Mad Max? She played Pink Eye in the Mad Max game that just came out. Pink Eye? I needed to stop. Yeah. Adrian Barbeau? I thought she was famous. <laughs> you thought <laughs> I just assume, because I've heard, I've heard old men jerk off to her. Why are you like, listening to old men jerk off? I had that weird in a day job when I wasn't <laughs> when I wasn't typing court testimonials from Copperphiliacs. I was a private eye for it was a whole. So thing. she's playing Maggie, <laughs> yeah, okay. who is uh, romantically intertwined with the brain. Who I think they say like she was with the Duke, but the Duke gave her to him something to keep him busy or something like that. And Snake quickly freaks out because the. Well, he doesn't freak out. He's just like, hey, Henry. You backstab me. Henry or something. He calls yeah. him his actual like name, not brain. And she's yeah. like, what? what? He's like, you left me there. And he's like, you didn't show up on time. And he's like, got this zesty sash on that he's got it tied in a nice little knot on his neck. Yeah. Looking not all It's funny because Harry Dean Stanton, for someone called the brain, he doesn't seem to be super fucking... He's not stupid, but he's not like... You'd think in a movie like this where everything is so heightened, you'd think he'd be like a nerdy, like, nah. But no, he's just like this schlubby guy, just like in a necktie, yeah. just kind of going, ah. So yeah. we find out that the 
president is needed by the or he's taken by the duke because they're going to use the president to lead them across the bridge they're going to hold him hostage yeah they're going to use him as essentially don't shoot us or we'll kill the president but you're going to let us all and go the, the reason yeah. that the president is so important is because there's a, i guess apparently a big war raging outside the, in the or world or something's going on he was on he was flying to the soviet union yeah to meet with china and russia to keep like world war three or for something and he had some kind of codes in his briefcase that was going to st- well he had a tape the tape is so important oh, that's what it is yeah the tape was going to be like his speech. like why is there only one copy of this cassette yeah. tape and the tape also included like the plans for nuclear bombs that could destroy the world something something like this tape is is gonna keep world war three from happening yeah. essentially which there should be you guys didn't have any backup plan for this yeah if, if in case like the president all of a sudden had a heart attack and died or, or if the plane yeah. crashed in the ocean yeah backup fucking they yeah. got no backup they're basically like hey in 24 hours everything's gonna you explode and back up and fedex that shit to mount moscow overnight yeah um but yeah yeah, but uh, they basically find out that if Snake gets the president, he can fly everybody. He can fly him out on the glider, and everybody's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do it." He can fit at most two people on that glider. The fucking glider, yeah. I don't think there's enough room for him on there. So they're planning on taking him. Okay, so it's gonna be Snake, the president, Brain, and Adrian Barbeau. Maybe. I'm sure, the cabbie's gonna try to jump on top too. So that's like six people you're gonna yeah. try to fly across the Hudson. Um, so yeah. the East River, I guess. So they all agree to do it or kind of agree because snake's holding a gun to him yeah but they start to leave and like this is like weird wizard then, of Oz post- um, post-apocalyptic one of them maggie the cabbie or something i think it's the cabbie is mm-hmm. like oh the duke's coming i know the sound of that engine so <laughs> they go and hide but cabbie knows when to peace out he just goes to his cabin He's he runs gone, to his cabin yeah. is gone um so <laughs> we get a shot of the duke's car which is a thing it's a white Cadillac. It's got chandeliers <laughs> installed over the headlights. It's got a disco ball hanging from the rearview mirror. It's like, like a, something a, out of the Warriors. A full-size disco ball. Yeah. And he's like essentially the mega pimp. That's kind of like the... Yeah. yeah, and it's Isaac Hayes. It's Isaac, who was chef in South Park. Yeah. And did this, you know, he recorded the theme song for Shaft and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Prolific Noted singer. Scientologist. Um... <laughs> He dead now. Fuck the Mormons. Fuck the Scientologists. <laughs> yeah. Um, what the Mormon stuff was from last episode, Bill. What? Yeah, we're talking about Don Bluth. Was I'm assuming people love our podcast. So now, now it just lighting. now it just sounds like you're saying fuck the Mormons <laughs> for no reason. That joke doesn't carry over into a, a whole week. Just kidding, Mormons. You're beautiful people. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Um, oh. So they're ha- hiding around a corner, and Snake's like, "I'll get a car for us. We can beat them back to where the president is." So he walks up to this car with bars all over it, and the bars don't help at all because he just punches a guy through the yeah. bars, climbs in the car. Another guy walks up to the car to see what's going on. He punches him in the face or hits him with the butt of the gun, either one, and that guy goes down. How and I then have not any notes for any of this. Then they get in the car and and are like, uh, the Duke's going to take, like I don't know, 47th Avenue. We can take yeah. Broadway. It'll be faster. And she's... Maggie's like, not Broadway. No, we can't go on Broadway. He's like, shut up, woman. We're taking Broadway. Uh... Again, welcome to my marriage. <laughs> Wait, that's how the movie is played. <laughs> really, uh, this really is kind of the tone of the movie. We're just random yeah. happenings for 90 minutes. Uh, and then um, they're Again. driving down Broadway, and people are like chucking styrofoam uh, bricks at the car and like 
slapping the hood as it goes by, being all, I hate cars. Cars are worse. Yeah, you can't quite tell if they're attacking the Duke or if they're just like protesting something he did or, or they're just, this they just hate cars or something. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. And at the, like, they go through all this and they're all like, <laughs> freaking out. And like, at the very end, they finally shoot somebody with a gun. It's like, why didn't you shoot anybody before that? Yeah. yeah You're being attacked. Just shoot your gun Did out the window. Did they shoot him with uh, Snake Smack 10? I don't remember which gun it was because okay, he hands yeah. a gun back to Maggie. and uh, Yeah, like I said, that's butt. why it wasn't quite... That's I, th- that's I why sworn sh- people had their own guns in this That's movie, why Maggie's yeah. got a gun later. No, okay. Um, uh, and like, did Snake just forget that cars are made of metal and people are made of squish? Yeah, because he could have run over all these people. Uh, but they they reach a roadblock that's made out of cars, and Snake turns the car around and backs up into it, which just blasts through the roadblock, and they're back on their way to the president, towards where he goes, and they get to this train yard, where it's just where the president is being held in Isaac Hayes's the Duke's uh, hideout, and the brain's like he's in the third from the last car on the left go save him that's where the boom movie picks up again <laughs> <laughs> and yet we're not still not to where near your notes are really no because the next note is the wig there. yeah the wig no that's not yet oh no <laughs> so I, I i think i was looking up too many wikipedia entries about ernest borgnine and harry dean stanton <laughs> uh so, this was all so happening. the president's like chained up in this car and Two, the two guards are talking or whatever, and one of them's looking at the president, and uh, over his shoulder, we see Snake come in and stab a guy in the neck, and the president's like, eyes bug out or something. He's yeah. like, what are you looking at? Which, good job giving Snake away, president, because then he turns around and like, does he shoot a gun or something? He makes some kind of noise, and Snake throws a ninja star, which he happens to have, at his head. <laughs> because Again, 80s. That's I wanted to check what kind of gun had that stupid, huge silencer on it. Yeah. Because I thought it was an Uzi, but it's a Mac 10 Okay. So I looked it up, and I, I, I saw an image of all the weapons they had laid out for Snake before it. Oh, really? And he's got a throwing knife. He's got a ninja star. <laughs> just one of each. I like that these not are like, provided by the government, like, too. Yeah, but like, not yeah. like five ninja stars. Just one. one. Just one. Oh, uh, yeah. You can't take too many throwing stars onto the on, onto the uh, glider. Because, yeah, you know, you can only support so many throwing stars or um, throwing knives so or like, nunchucks. Hey, Mr. President. Does he have nunchucks? He doesn't have I don't think he has I know he nunchucks. doesn't use... I would be funny if, Nunchakus. like... If you go back and watch the beginning, there's all the shit he didn't even get around to using. Like, you know, it's... Yeah, you know. So, um... He's got, like, three sides. He's like, come on, Mr. President. Let's sneak out of here in the worst way possible where we just don't know how to sneak. Like, every time anybody tries to sneak in this movie, they're terrible at yeah. it. Yeah. They're bad at it. And, like, the president's making, like, sounds like... <laughs> it's like, shut up. I don't... I, so he doesn't find the president wearing a wig? Not yet. How? Does he get captured again? This is the first time he gets... This is the time he gets captured. Oh, okay. We don't see the president in the wig until later. Oh, okay. I think this um, is the scene. No. Okay. Uh, so they're walking along... <laughs> I am a terrible podcast co-host. <laughs> they're walking along... Uh, beside the train cars, being not sneaky at all, and yeah. all of a sudden, like somebody goes like, Bleh! and like punches <laughs> Snake in the face or something. And I feel like, they, like you're describing a fever dream. <laughs> they they hold him against the car and and like beat him up a little bit. And okay, oh that's what it was when uh the president was like eyes bug out and he's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> he turns around and shoots Snake in the leg with a crossbow bolt. Oh, that's right, yeah. And he's like, mm! and then kills the guy. Uh. 
Snake. What? That's the sound he made. Is Snake limping for the rest of the movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is. Um. So when they're holding him up against up against the thing, uh, Duke comes up and is like, "What are you doing here?" And like twists the the uh, crossbow. Yeah, bolt, the bolt in his leg. And yeah. brains like, "Hey, he's important. We probably shouldn't kill him." They sent him in here to get the president for a big reason. I we don't know what it is, but yeah. we should probably find out. And then the Duke is like, eh, and hits him with a crossbow, or not a crossbow, a uh, crowbar, and knocks him out. Uh, what happened next? Uh, da, da, they da, end da, up da. in the train station, though, right? Because that's when the whole next part of the movie takes place, right? Yeah. Wait. Like, don't they take them yeah, back to his... to, like, Grand Central Station Yeah, or Grand Central like Station, which is, yeah, the Duke's abode. Yeah, that's essentially where his, ha- his yeah. headquarters and, is. And, like, so, so the crazy Mad Max, Steve Buscemi lookalike, like, earlier in the movies, like, hey, come back in here and we'll kill the president. But it sounds like the president is so integral to Isaac Hayes' plans, the Duke's plans. I don't know if they the, that, that threat to kill him is, yeah, yeah it doesn't make it... And gra- which, granted, like, fucking... I mean, they could probably get him pretty close to death. Yeah, but... Bug-Eye Boy at the beginning is probably yeah. just saying that just as a threat. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but I, I, I do wonder, I do wonder if much. the Duke would actually kill him or not. Uh, yeah, see, I was kind of waiting to see. I was kind of half expecting to his, like, thing with the parade that, like, it seems like, it seems really naive to think that him using the president as a token in order to escape the island with everybody. Yeah. Just seems to, like, that doesn't seem to be, And why would like, he want to take everybody? Yeah. Like, not everybody in there is worth saving, Because it's entirely possible that he's Duke. just saying, telling that to everyone, so the like, politically, it's a great move to tell yeah. everyone, say, hey, you side with me and do whatever I do. I'm going to make it so that so, not only do I escape, you know, but we all get out of here. Since he's so powerful, the bridge has mines on it. Why not just send fodder over there and blow up all the mines with, yeah, that's with a good point just too, yeah. bodies? Yeah. So, yeah, because that's the only thing later we end up finding out that, like, one of the bridges is randomly mined. And yeah. you could gank that if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Again, you're not supposed if, to. It's a, it's a yeah. stupid action movie. So you're not supposed to be thinking about it that Snake hard, starts but. to wake up on a table, and... He just, like, tears got... off his bonds. No, no, no. What? No. No, doesn't even know. Maybe he does. I don't he know. He does doesn't think to. I think so. Um, he, like, hulks out. No, he's just laying on the table. I don't think he's got bonds. I thought he I did. I thought he I don't think he's tied down. No, he's on the table and he's like shirtless, and you get to see his tattoo, which (laughs) is a bad tattoo. It's like a purple cobra, like snaked up his belly. It's not even good placement. Like maybe if it was like on his chest, it would look cool. Which again, it's hard to tell if that's supposed to be a commentary about the character or for just shitty movie making. This just looks like a snake coming up from his dick. Yeah, which I think that's the point. (laughs) He got cobra dick. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great because you only see like the flared head like above the waistline, and so everything else is left to your imagination. Yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome in a terrible kind of way. Yeah. So, and while that while he wakes up, like the Duke is shooting uh, the gun at that he got from Snake at the president, who's tied up to the wall. Okay, that's still yeah. with the briefcase hanging from his wrist. Which, if somebody has a briefcase briefcase chained to their wrist you figured something's important in there you think all these like scumbags would have taken it and opened it already yeah and like taken out what's inside just cut off the president's hand to get at it yeah they don't care yeah um but he's shooting and shooting and shooting and his last shot like blows open the suitcase and some papers fall out and a cassette tape and steve buscemi's love child walks up and picks it up and is like well all right i'll take this (laughs) and takes it 
and uh, Duke makes uh, the president say, you are the Duke of New York. You're a number one. That's like what he's trained him to say, I guess. Yeah. This is already kind of a spineless kind of president to begin with, and it just makes him look extra just like, yeah. Yeah. Little bald turtle of a president man. And so I forget why, but like um, they're sent in. Like, they send in some helicopters, for some reason, to land and get, like, the briefcase back, maybe with a ransom note or something. I don't no, know. No, yeah. But, like, I liked it because the helicopter lands and everybody's jumping out. And it's obviously only, only had, like, the budget to one take. Because one of the guys, like, climbs out and falls flat I on his face. That. Yeah. Yeah, like, one of the guys is like, <laughs> and they just keep going with the shot. Oh, man. It was good. Yeah, I love, like, yeah, especially when you're only, like, you've got it, you've rented a helicopter. You got one helicopter for the evening, and that's it. And you got to just get everything you need for the whole movie done in one night. Yeah. 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 And I feel like everybody on the land, the quote-unquote good guys, don't care about the president. They just care about the tape. Yeah. Like, nobody's like, oh, we got to get the president back. So they're like, what Which, about the tape? What did about they the ever tape? say anything about the tape to Snake Plissken at the beginning? Because it's just about the president, right? No, they, they definitely said something about okay, the tape. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, so they lead Snake, and you can hear cheering in the distance, and they lead Snake through a doorway. But before he even gets to the doorway, they start booing. Yeah. They're like, boo, Snake. But they don't even know he's there yet. They start booing, and they lead him um, to a ring with a giant bear of a man. How did they not take notes who's of like, this? I like, do remember this. got, like, way, yeah. like, very well manicured eyebrows. Yeah, he's a like, little bit of a Street Fighter character. Yeah, yeah. and, they, like, he's all like, look at my diaper. <laughs> Because he's wearing, like, a giant black diaper, basically. And, like, he turns around, and, like, he's just already dripping in sweat. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we get a scene where Maggie... Maggie and, um... Just had a little bit of a stroke there. Yeah, Maggie and the brain <laughs> go up to a door and knock on it and are like, Hey, uh... The Duke wants us to check on uh, the president, and and baby Steve Buscemi's like, I I don't think so. And they're like, All right, we'll go tell the Duke you said that. And he's like, Wait a second, no. <laughs> uh, why do you want to check on him? And he's like, Well, he he's got cyanide capsules uh, hit on his clothing, so uh, the Duke doesn't want him to die. So we're gonna check on that. And he's like, oh, Okay, you can come in, Dad. And uh, they go in. And they're kind of messing with his body to or clothes and baby Steve Machine is like, hey, this you should some weird pictures in my head. <laughs> you shouldn't be in here. And then the brain just stabs him in the gut. Yeah. And, and Maggie's like, poo, 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 and shoots the Blows three other away. guys yeah, that are they, in there. Yeah, everyone else in the room. Yeah. And this is the scene where I can finally use my note, right? Yeah. Because they discover that the president is wearing a little fancy Lord Fauntleroy little blonde wig, yeah. which looks hilarious. <laughs> Great like, taste I like they, they, by his torturers. They stab the dumb, like, Steve Buscemi-looking guy in the gut. He's all... Yeah. <laughs> it just makes that sound the entire way down I was the hoping he'd have a little more of an interesting uh, way of getting killed in this movie, but... yeah. No, I was so happy he was gone. I it's hated great. that He's character. He's the soul of the movie to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, so they... Uh, try to escape with the president also doing a terrible sneaking job uh -huh. because there's just some guy that's standing around the corner and like turns his head slightly and sees them and is like huh oh there they go it's totally like yeah for like predecessing like, like if you had shot him shit and, and if you had shot him everything would have been fine yeah. but nope you just let him look at you um so 
uh, snake fights the big guy and eventually uh, hits him in the back of the head with his bat, and it, which had nails love... sticking out of it. It's obvious that the nails and then these bats are all rubber because anytime it like the bats touch anything, they're just bouncing all over the place. <laughs> like like uh, uh, Kurt Russell's getting the shit kicked out of him. He like drops his bat and the the nails are just like wobbling around and shit. Yeah, yeah it's uh, but yeah. So but he totally does take out that fucking yeah. Guy. He, he kills Pretty brutal fashion. Yeah, he kills the guy and. Uh, Everybody turns on a dime and starts chanting Snake because yeah. all it takes is one murder and everybody loves it. I do you. love this Coliseum set in the middle of Grand Central Station, though. It's pretty cool with like the sunlight yeah. streaming in. It just kind of looks you know, nice and post-apocalyptic. It looks yeah. really cool, and yeah. While he was fighting, Snake noticed that the ring announcer is wearing like the bracelet that the people on land gave him to yeah. uh, say, hey, basically I'm still alive uh, in here, so it's all cool. So he takes it from him and like pushes the button that he has to push to get that because they all thought he was dead for whatever reason. Yeah, is it the signal to tell the army to expect him that he's coming or something? Like something that? like that. I don't no. remember. Well, there's a plot point, but I can't remember what it was. You know? But uh, after he wins and everybody's chained snake, uh, Isaac Hayes kind of slinks off backwards, and then the guy that saw the president escaping with the two comes in. He's like, "Hey, hey, the president's gone. Let's go get him." <laughs> And then everybody's like, and runs wherever. Um, and this gives a snake a chance to escape. So he limps away. Uh, so This is a weird transition to what happens next. Yeah, so the, he, he climbs up to the, back to the top of the tower where... Top of the World Trade Center. Yeah, where, where uh, they're waiting. All the and, heroes climb up to the yeah, top yeah, of the World Trade Center. Yeah, they're all up there. And Walking up literally 110 flights. Well, steps. he uses the elevator. Oh, does he? Yeah. To oh, get okay. back up. But uh, they chop the the um, the glider off, and it like falls in some really bad like yeah like special effects yeah. looking stuff. And Snake runs up to them, and I lost my shit because. Behind him, some dudes like prance <laughs> by all silly willy nilly. Like it's the least threatening thing I ever well, saw. Well, it's weird because these guys don't necessarily be—they don't seem to be part of the Duke's crew. They're like yeah. a bunch of redskins, kind of yeah. like they're a bunch of like cartoon Indian guys who are fucking with the. You know, like I made the note. Like were these guys like expect? Ding snake? Like, were they like, just did Snake just interrupt them know. stealing the glider anyway? Were like trying to keep the, from him from running off the present? Like, like what's going on? It's just like, like if the they weirdest... had had voices, they would have been going skipping around behind him, and I don't think they were supposed to look like that. So the good guys just run away, right? Like they yeah, they get back on the, the elevator. Yeah. And another scene I, I I laughed at was the elevator's door side closed, and you can see somebody's finger on the side pushing oh, it no. closed. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, Aww. I was like, oops. Love movies like this just for stupid shit like that yeah um boy think... here's a mysterious note i like that chef swapped the engine in harry dean stanton's car with a bad guy with a crossbow when the good guys try to escape the world trade center so I... I guess when they get to the bottom of the world trade center they try to steal a car but there's already like the car won't start so they get out to check the engine and it's a bad guy with a crossbow i don't remember that that's my note huh. i should have rewatched it again last night because that's where we <laughs> got i don't remember any of that shit well, yeah, they okay. get to the bottom, which is where uh, Brain's car is. But Isaac Hayes is down there being like, hey, hey. we." we I guess this is part of that thing. We yeah. got you now. But then Snake's like, pew, pew. I shot the the distillery in front of you and oh, steam yeah, went right, everywhere yeah. and we ran. Um, so they're running on football while being chased by the, the Duke on, in his car, right? Yeah, but then Cabby shows up and is like, hey, oh, that's is what it is. Okay, climb yeah. in my car and, and we'll go 
Where, yeah, Kevin just where? reappears after 40 minutes of just being out of the movie, yeah. Yeah. I feel like... And there's, like, bushes in the lobby of this building. It's uh-huh. really weird. Um, yeah, Cabby has really good timing. And uh, he's got the tape because he traded it to the Steve Buscemi wonky-eye guys for, like, his hat. Does he say that? Yeah, well, the... Because I know the it's brain's in like there nice hat, and the guy's like, "I traded it for a cape." Oh, that's right. Because yeah, okay. Because when he gets murdered, he's wearing that yellow cabbie hat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So they go. They head towards the bridge because uh, brain's got a schematic of where all the mines are on it. So, so they the could guys get are going to escape by driving over this bridge with this uh, tape. Yeah. That they need. That is more. And the president. And the president is with them, but yeah, they also have the tape. Yeah. yeah. That is so important. That seems to be more important to the government than the president himself yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um. So they're driving across, and and Brain's like, go left, go left, oh no, and boom. The car doesn't so much explode. There's not an explosion as it just gets just kind of neatly sliced in half. It falls in half. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of like, yeah, it, like, like, like a fucking prop from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and super happy uh, uh, Cabby is now dead. Yeah. It's too bad. Kind of a bit he of a was, death hole here, yeah. It's too bad. He was probably like a pedo or something <laughs> since he was in this horrible maximum security jail. That's a good point. What did he do to deserve being in this terrible jail? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else seems to be, it doesn't seem like there's any innocent people in this jail too. Everyone seems to be a fucking conniving shit enough to actually warrant being in there. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's the, oh, so there, so, a little thing that plays on later. You do see before the cab gets blown up, you do see snake playing with his tapes though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, so then you see like, not then you see, and they're all proceeding on foot. Yeah, they're trying to get and to like, the other bridge. Brain on is foot like, wall. go left, no, go left, and he goes left and explodes. I know he's the guy supposed to know what's <laughs> doing, and he, he he's the one that gets blown up. Yeah. yeah, so he lands, and like Maggie's like, oh, I'm sad now. What well, snakes like? Titties. Snakes like, come on, Maggie, let's go, Maggie. Why does he care if she comes or not? Well, well he's trying to. I don't know. He probably she looks at him all sad. At least and slightly dull-eyed. responsible for all these people. And he like. I think he does. He give her the gun, or she already have it. I think she. That's a good question. Either she, yeah, just come out of the way, gun with it. Yeah, she, she turn, comes out of the car, the, turns around, yeah. and, and like they keep. Well, running. she decides she doesn't want to take any more shit from the Duke, so she starts. She kind of does the Dark Knight Joker well, thing, where she's gonna stand in the middle of the street while the yeah. like the Duke's gonna run her over. Well, this whole time the Duke's been chasing them, but he's all alone. Like, why didn't you bring the rest of your yeah. gang with you? Yeah, he's just chasing them in a chandelier Cadillac. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she stands in the road and like starts shooting at him from way too far away, and like shooting and shooting, and then he just fucking rams her and like fucking in this brutal scene where like this dummy goes flying from the hood of the car which was brain's body yeah and, she's dead her, it's not her, like her mannequin body just goes crunch yeah it's an kind of wonder why adrian barbeau is in the movie other than the fact that she was related to one of the makers because it's yeah. like she has no real impact on the plot other than she's uh, just another dead body by the end yeah but, so yeah. duke gets out of his car and like uh looks at her body and now is all bloody and he's like all right and yeah keeps chasing them on foot uh, so they eventually reach the the big wall, and like everybody's like, "Oh, two prisoners are approaching. It might be the president. Don't shoot them." So then it's the president. So they, you think they would have had a better plan than this? They they snip the barbed wire back, lower a winch, and start lifting the president over the wall. Yeah, and like he goes over, and then Isaac Hayes shows up, uh, and shoots at Snake, and Snake dives like down over some rocks to get out of the way, and. And Isaac Hayes come jogging up, and then all of a sudden Snake jumps from the other direction from behind him. Yeah, it's... There's some weird editing there. Yeah. And, like, they wrestle on the ground, and then Snake gets up and goes towards the wall where the another winch has been lowered down. 
leaving the gun with the Duke. Mm-hmm. You dumb man. Yeah. You dumb man. Um, and all of the guns in this movie have unlimited ammo. Mm-hmm. Like, they just spent so many bullets. You never see Snake doesn't have, like, a bandolier of bullets or anything, No, you it? see, yeah. like, two clips for the yeah. Mac 10 but that's about it. Well, that's true, yeah, because that's kind of the ammo that it would take, but, you know. You think even for his pistols, though, there would still be, you know. Yeah, and we, um, get, we get, like, a really quick clip of, like, um, uh, the the security leader like on a walkie-talkie and it's the biggest fucking walkie-talkie I've ever seen. It's yeah. the size of a toddler. Yeah, I don't think it's a walkie-talkie as much. It's probably like a, like a satellite communication fucking like like phone or something. So like Snake that, starts yeah. getting lifted up and all of a sudden he stops. Like the president stops Snake from coming up which I don't understand why. Yeah. He stops him but then he's like Start shooting Isaac Hayes is like saying, <laughs> you're number one motherfucker king of New York. And then turns the winch back on and Snake goes back <laughs> up to the top. Uh, climactic ending of Escape <laughs> well, from New not York. Not done yet. Yeah. Uh, getting there, Snake though, gets over yeah. and, like, hobbles towards the doctor and the doctor puts the the n- things on his neck that yeah, stop him from exploding. To keep that, yeah, yeah. That, the neck bomb. From and looks at his clock and it's two, one, zero. And he's like, oh, phew. Uh, so, um... He goes up to the president. The president's getting, like, he's going to Automatically, on. as soon as the president's over the wall, yeah. he's getting dudded up by... Yeah, they're, like, putting makeup, makeup on him. Makeup people, because like, he's about to televise him a speech. Giving him a shave. Yeah. And, yeah, this is all important stuff, stuff people. And Make he's sure like, he's shaved. oh, thank you, Snake. Yeah, and he's like, what do you think about all the people that died for you to escape? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah. he was okay, I guess. I don't know. Like, kind of is dismissive about like, it. He's I, like, I would like to shake all of their hands or something, which I guess is their way of saying, no, this guy's no good. He's a jerk. Yeah. And Snake is like, okay, not, and then he's walks just kinda away. He's not even like that archly kind of like ignorant. He's just kind of like, it's... He's it, just a dumb president. Yeah, like, he doesn't feel president. like he's a president. He's not interesting enough to even get really worked up as, as not that he's ever a villain, but like... Yeah, he doesn't have a strong personality to bounce against in terms yeah. of like the story, like where his comeuppance at the end feels really deserved or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Snake runs into the uh, ugly guy, and uh, Tom Atkins. Give him credit. Wait, which one? No, which the, ugly guy? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay, because the, the the good and the uh, good and bad and the ugly sub commander is the hero from Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Yeah. Just throwing at Tom Atkins. Come on, he looks like the brawny uh, man. So he's like, "Hey, Snake, if you want, you gonna kill me now? Because early in the movie, Snake's like, I'm gonna kill you when I get back.' Oh yeah, that kind of I'm gonna kill you so, last and, kind uh, of thing. Like, yeah. Like, what a waste. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's 1981. They're not perfected. <laughs> but like, Rambo like, hadn't come out yet. You know, it's He's kinda, like, you're going to uh, kill me now, Snake? He's like, I'm tired. And it's like, <laughs> that's not a good comeback to yeah. that. Uh, but he's like, hey, I got more jobs for you if you want to work together. What do you think? say about it, Snake? And he goes, the name's Pliskin. Like, why did you flip-flop on that all <laughs> yeah, of a sudden? Exactly, yeah. Um, Suddenly now he's disillusioned with the government because the government, like the president, was a was a meanie to him at the end. Like, he was it's a like boy. okay, whatever. I'm actually, I thought the gag was going to be at the end when they, I, I thought they were just going to bring up the president and not bring up Snake too. I thought they were just going to leave Snake in the prison, mm-hmm. like haha. And actually, the fact that they were actually did good on his, like they actually did right by Snake. I'm actually like, okay, well at least the government's not totally evil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then they're like, all right, president, you're on a three, eight, two, one. And he's like, Hey, 
here's this tape. I think it'll solve all our problems. Let us listen to this tape now. And then they push play. Nobody thought to check it because it starts playing the cabbie swing music. Which is funny because it's supposed to be just a televised speech being given by the president. So you think that they would just give him the text and he would just read it live on air or whatever how important the speech yeah, is. But it's just kind of like a weird like, hey, God, I brought my boombox. Yeah. <laughs> United States, we're listening to this for 20 minutes. So yeah. yeah. Um. So then we see Snake walking and he like pulls a cassette tape out of his pocket, lights a cigarette and starts... Pulling the tape out and pulling the ribbon out, and then it's the credits. Yeah, I'm like what? A, well, what? and then you realize swing music being blasted yeah. on the boombox that's being uh, trans, you know, transmitted by the president. But that's yet. Yeah, and that's the ending. And credits. Thank you, James. Not James Cameron. What the like, what the fuck, John Carpenter? That was Pew! it. Was a very slight movie just because Snake spent so much time walking around. Yeah, it's well, it's it's a ninety minute movie with like maybe forty five minutes worth of plot. And I feel and like, so everything else is just kind of yeah. I feel like John Carpenter's not like, a very I, good filmmaker. I really Spoilers. like I really like Kurt Russell, but I feel like they're they didn't like make him a badass they're like no look at what a badass he we're gonna tell we, you what a badass yeah. is everyone's yeah. gonna tell you about how they remember him being a badass doing something else yeah it's yeah. it's it's a it's a really half-baked movie with a half-baked character yeah which the fact that he's half-baked is part of the but point i can of the see movie, why it's but... got like a cult following and like certain well, people love it also if you'd seen this in 1981 i think it'd be a different yeah, that's, thing oh that's what i said but in retrospect like, now for it's... sure eight-year-old boys who saw this in 1981 are like snake face i saw this movie in like 1985 and i thought it was kind of Nah, I didn't think it was terrible, but like compared to like like the World Warrior or something like that, this movie's still just not that interesting. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this is a movie that like a eight year old boy stumbles across on HBO and thinks is awesome. Or a Japanese forty five year old man that <laughs> says, This is my hero. This is gonna shape the rest of my life. Yeah. Um uh, so John Carpenter was inspired by everyone being fed up with the presidency after Watergate as a touchstone idea for the film. Hmm. Uh combining it with how films like Death Wish presents New York as an urban jungle. Well the except the president like wasn't super evil in this. He and was he's just not, kind of a He's not in control. He's just yeah. a fucking You didn't make the president out to be the bad guy. And the president uh, again, You kind of do at the end to make him you kind of make him try to feel like he's a jerk, but he's not. You could say the president's the he, he's, he's not even he has no power in the movie. He's the MacGuffin. And he's not he's not even the MacGuffin. It's the tape. Yeah. The president is the most and the worst thing he does is kind of brush aside snake so he can go on TV Which, and, at yeah, the end. But it's not one like... one random magnet could have jacked up their entire exactly, plan. Yeah. Or if he just like sat on the tape. Or yeah, anything, or like, like the tape didn't come over with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. If this were a movie, if this movie were more fun and action packed, you could excuse the plot holes like that. But the fact yeah. that there's so much, so lengthy stretches of nothing happening, it gives you a lot of chance to dwell on stupid little story points like that, which shouldn't matter because the tone of the movie is supposed to be kind of. You know, it's not taking itself too seriously, but then yeah. it's slow moving. And but people love the shit out of this. I don't understand. It's got its whole. It's got its own Wikipedia, yeah. like. It's, its own like escape from Wikipedia, and it justified a sequel like fifteen years later, which yeah, nineteen ninety six as bad. Yeah, it's that's not very good either. Um, I remember, I think I remember the advertisements of like Kurt Russell using like a jet ski on land or something, like to launch over a wall or yeah. something. Which is funny because I think Steve Buscemi actually shows up in uh, Escape from New York too, or Escape yeah. from L.A. Yeah, yeah. Which I've seen that again. That kind of fell out of my head too, and I remember yeah. people saying. Escape from New York is so much better from Escape from L.A. They're both terrible movies. <laughs> you're just in love with the first one because it came out when you were a kid. But yeah, yeah. Um, When looking for the worst city in America to double as bombed-out Manhattan, 
the filmmaker settled on St. Louis, Missouri, which still had entire neighborhoods burned out from a massive fire a few years earlier. Because they obviously could not, like, you couldn't destroy a whole New York block to film in and stuff yeah. like that. So People really um, loved dystopian New York in, like, the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like this, the Warriors, etc. <laughs> no, but there's there's a lot of stuff, like, I, I, I think it's because New York was such a fucking cesspit at the time. Like, yeah. 70s New York is known as to be, like, kind of the worst time to be living in New York because it was so... Like, the power kept on going out. They had basic, like, infrastructure, like, garbage strikes and shit. Like, like mm. late 60s, 70s New York is just... Yeah, it's claimed it's act up in the, in the last couple of decades, but... Yeah, it's it sounds like it was pretty notoriously grungy and kind of set itself up for like what happened if there was just even like a power outage that lasted for a couple of weeks. This place would just turn itself inside out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, a few months after filming, the guy who played the gladiator in Grand Central Station, whose name was Ox Baker, mm. uh, wound up as a contestant on The Price Is Right. Oh. Uh, just look up the January nineteenth, nineteen eighty one episode. Huh. I couldn't find any more details if he if if he won or if he didn't win. What did he win? Like like how did he like I, I don't know how he won. <laughs> but that's just a couple months after this. Yeah, his his episode aired before this movie even came out. <laughs> just kind of cracks me up. Ox Baker. Yeah. Um, the wireframe simulation of New York City that pops up throughout the film is a famous example of threadbare filmmaking, and that no computers were involved in making it. Uh, John Carpenter just took the city models used for the rest of the movie, painted them black, and had reflective green scotch light strips taped onto the buildings and filmed them in the dark. Hmm. Interesting. And it the... works pretty well for like looking "quote unquote" futuristic. Exactly. Yeah. Which is funny because that whole I, the whole point of futuristic computer graphics would eventually just be it would look better than the model that you're just making it look like computer graphics in this movie. But yeah. And the last big note is James Cameron was one of the matte painters on the film. Hmm. This is he used to be a special effects He's guy. Kind of a jack of all trades. Yeah, I think this is one of his the... His amazing left... music? <laughs> no, no, jo- John Carp. No, wait, John Carpenter, wait. James Cameron. Oh, James Cameron. Yeah, the director of Terminator. Gotcha. Okay, he yeah, did this, yeah. this like four years before... He, oh, okay. Three years before me. So this is one of the last effects... He used to be an effects guy. Yeah. And he would work with guys like John Carpenter and stuff, and this is one of the last uh, special effects gig gigs he had before doing the Terminator and becoming his own... Mr. Dude. So his own Mr. Dude. Mr. Dude. Hey, Mr. Dude. Um, How are you? So, yeah... Yeah. Escape from New York. Not that good. No. Not that bad. No. But definitely it benefits from nostalgia. I think I do understand Kojima a little bit better now. Yeah, what just what 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 got you wanting to watch this movie in particular? I don't know. I'd always just be kind of been curious. Yeah. Like I knew it was kind of a cultural thing and like Melgersalm, I'm like, where did the, where did this guy come from? Yeah, and now you know, and that just makes you. It's got to make you think lesser of Kojima now. I mean, right? it it means I don't ever have to watch Escape from L.A. because I didn't like this enough to look up the sequel. Yeah, and it's you're not missing any like yeah, it's it's about on the same wavelength. Yeah. I just saw Escape from L.A. like last summer. Yeah, okay. So it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. Like, in fact, actually watching those movies, like, oh, I see, like, they repeated the same beat from the original movie. This is a tribute. That's a tribute. So. Yeah. Speaking of things that aren't very good. Uh, <sighs> Here we go. We're this gonna... starts. Do we have a name for this yet? Yeah, I'm just going to call it Messed Up March. Okay, Messed Up March. Uh, oh. Next, for the month of March, Bill and I are going to tackle terrible pop culture stuff we might have missed. Stuff we know is terrible. Yeah. yeah. We're expecting to be terrible. Or at least we're expecting and... to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Which, what are you going to do first, Bill? Oh, bad. Batman and Robin. I haven't seen it either. Oh God, that's gonna be a shit show. I I wish I'd kept my copy, but the first <laughs> DVD player I ever bought. I saw a copy of it at 
Fred Meyer's or Target or something just the other day for $20. A DVD copy of Batman Batman and Robin. Robin? Exactly like 22 years old now. Yeah. Yeah. It was 20 bucks. Oh my God. Um, Yeah. The first DVD player I ever bought in like 1999 had a D like it was a floor model. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, they never took out the Batman and Robin DVD that was in the drive that they'd been using to exhibit the, the this floor model DVD player. Yeah. And uh, I got it, and I just threw it in the garbage. And then, cause I, it was the reviews were just I'm like I'm not gonna waste. It. Even though it was like yeah. technically the first DVD I ever uh, ever owned, I was like fuck this shit. And I popped in like Fight Club on DVD or something. Or yeah. Jaws, I think it was the first thing I ever watched on. Had you thing. watched all of the Batman movies before that? Uh, yeah. And well, I mean, I'd seen. I saw Batman Forever in the theaters. Yeah. And that's what convinced me not to go pay to go see a Batman movie in the theaters mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, like Joel Schumacher. I'm not you a know. huge Batman fan to begin with, but yeah. 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 Have you so you haven't seen that? Have you seen like Batman Forever yeah. or anything like that? I've, okay, so I we think I've seen all the, the other Batman, Batman history. movies. Yeah, because we've seen all the Nolan movies. Except you probably haven't seen Mask of the Phantasm, have you? No. That's, so, okay, I, so that's one up my, on that's me probably a little my bit. favorite. Which Batman we can do movie. that someday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! I really liked Batman and Robin. Uh, <laughs> that's well, fine! That's We've never seen it, so we're going to find out for ourselves. I was like no. 10 years old. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> That's the one of the things with Well, you can rewatch it with me and find well, out that if is, you like it. Well, that's one of the big things we talk about on the podcast is like we have arbitrary hates and well sometimes we don't always hate and like dislike the same things. Yeah. So we have to make a point of like this is just what our we what we believe right now. We're not going to pass yeah. cast aspersions. My housemate loves Victor Victoria. We hate it. Oh, we hate it so much. Yeah, that was one of our biggest hate hate filled episodes. But we don't like. I don't judge anyone else for like like it's just yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Really? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, that's it. So uh, yeah, we're gonna so get out of here. I guess. It, yeah, we're gonna watch that next time. And, and then, so it's gonna be four straight weeks of crap. Should should be pretty fun. Yeah, you're gonna be. You've got some picks lined up that I'm I'm intrigued by. Yeah. I think I'm gonna try to do this. Maybe Duke Nukem Forever two after this. <laughs> we'll see what, what's gonna happen. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, last night, I already pulled the trigger on this. I bought a one-penny copy of Duke Nukem Forever I found on Amazon used. That's Reese. Because on on Steam... I'm going to tell you right now, that's overpriced. (laughs) The shipping was (laughs) $3.99. I love the fact that I... Because I was going to get it on Steam, but that's 20 bucks. Yeah, and I'll tell you, the 360 version is the way to go because it's probably the worst yeah <laughs> like oh the no text, the texture, really yeah the pc version at least has kind of clean textures oh, no. the 360 version has awful textures yeah well this may be my last excuse to ever play next uh, hook up my 360 and play it will be the, for two forever but before that will be coming yeah it's gonna be batman and robin in your face batman yeah. and robin that's the one with the joker that's a, or not no the joker, that's the one with arnold schwarzenegger and uma thurman oh no yeah I, what's her name from Clueless. Yeah, oh, Alicia yeah, Silverstone. Oh, Alicia Silverstone's Man, that is in a it. Perfect slice of the late nineties. Yeah, you know I've never seen Clueless. And the guy that plays Robin was real cute. Yeah, he was kind of Chris Evans before Chris Evans. Uh, Chris he O'Donnell. Even, he was the fat kid in Stand by Me, right? No, no, no. no you're you're getting your uh, guys confused. This is the dude from Sliders. Yeah, that who's the fat kid in, in Stand yes, by Me? But no, he okay. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell is okay. not from Sliders. Chris O'Donnell is, uh, I think the last movie that I remember him doing is like something about, I remember the advertisements being like 50 chicks in wedding gowns chasing him. Really? Yeah. Chris O'Donnell, well, soon. He was a heartthrob in the 90s. No, that was me sliding my (laughs) my phone against the desk. Trust me, if I, I (laughs) trust me, if I tooted, you'd know. (laughs) 
I was looking at the Wikipedia entry for Batman and Robin, and all I heard was a quiet break. <laughs> no, I hope the mics caught that. <laughs> Me too. So I don't sound like I'm out of my mind. So, okay, that said, Messed Up March begins next week. Yeah. Oh, God, which we have to record next week because our schedule got messed up. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's going to be a good time. So, wait. Oh, do you know what you're going to do next? I have an idea, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. i got to watch it the next week on top of Batman and Robin, Yeah, too. that's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll let you guys go. And, yeah, we'll talk to you next week at the beginning yeah. of Messed Up March. Until next time, keep filling your holes with pop culture. Take care, guys. Goodbye. Poot. <laughs> Screaming squelch out of my ass. <laughs> it's don't forget your other one. It's uh, this that sound is me shitting out all the criminals because now I have no longer spackled my butthole full of crime. Like that was that why we started the podcast. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs>